This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. It shouldn't shock you when I say there's been some turmoil lately at Meta, Facebook's parent company. Mark Zuckerberg has been fielding controversy after controversy for years, but the company always bounces back and it keeps growing and it keeps making tons of money. That may not be the case this time. The past couple of weeks have revealed some tough truths for Meta. Not only is its business suffering, but it also looks like Meta could soon face serious pushback from antitrust regulators and lawmakers. Thursday, the value of Facebook dropped $251 billion. Those Meta shares are plummeting on lower than expected first quarter guidance. The federal judge is allowing an FTC antitrust lawsuit to proceed against Facebook's parent company, Meta. Here to go over all of Facebook's recent woes is Recode senior correspondent Shireen Ghaffari. Hey, Shireen. Hey, Adam. So, Shireen, it seems like a lot has been happening with Facebook and Meta in the past couple of weeks, and it seems bad. Tell me about some of the problems the company has been having lately. Facebook had a disappointing earnings this past quarter, and their reports show that they lost global daily active users for the first time ever in the main Facebook app. That, along with lower-than-expected um, you know, financials, sent the stock price plummeting. Meta lost $252 billion in market value, setting a new record for the biggest price drop in a single day of a company. Meta also said that it lost $10 billion due to a new privacy feature on Apple devices that impacts Meta's ability to target ads. And then Peter Thiel, who's an early Meta investor and an increasingly powerful force in the Republican Party, quit the board to spend more time working on the 2022 midterm elections, which is not necessarily a totally bad or unprecedented thing. Board members resign all the time, but he was a a very influential early investor and mentor to the company. But the big deal here is that Facebook is shrinking for the first time ever, and it says it's losing money because of specifically what Apple is deciding to do to change its policies. Do we have any idea why people are jumping ship on Facebook specifically at this point? Yeah, I mean, Facebook has seen drops in its U.S. user base before. And for a while now, we've known that Facebook's growth, especially in the U.S. and European markets, has been stagnating. But this is the first time that it's actually declined globally. Um, Meta is pointing to a few reasons for that. One is competition, and one of the biggest competitors there that they also named dropped is TikTok. And TikTok is hugely successful, one of the most downloaded apps in the world, and incredibly popular with younger users. And those younger users are the ones that Facebook has struggled to stay relevant with, especially on its main Facebook app. The other big point here is that Facebook is running out of new countries to expand into. It had this exponential, crazy high growth for you know, over a decade because it kept going into new countries, new markets, places like India, Latin America, and Africa. 
And now those are the countries where they're actually starting to see their biggest losses or slowdowns in users. And remember, it's currently blocked in China, which is the world's most populated country. Do these problems have anything to do with the company changing its name to Meta a few months ago? That kind of seemed a little out of blue at the time, but I'm guessing that Mark Zuckerberg knew something we didn't know back then. So the name change happened back in October, and Zuckerberg announced it as part of the company's big shift out of social media and toward the metaverse. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. And that shift wasn't exactly a surprise. Facebook has been you know, increasingly investing in augmented and virtual reality, which is you know, the cornerstone technology of this new metaverse for a while. Uh, back in 2014, Meta, then Facebook, bought the leading VR headset maker Oculus for $2 billion. And now it's one of the fastest growing areas of its business is those Oculus sales. So this idea that with its new name, Meta wants to be more than a social media company, I think it goes beyond just, you know, one disappointing earnings report. But it does reflect the fact that Facebook may have hit its limit in terms of how much it can expand in social media 1.0. And now Facebook wants to, you know, be the leader in this new space that is the metaverse and dominate it the same way that it, you know, dominated social media. And Oculus right now controls well over half of the market of total headset sales in virtual reality. I've seen that those estimates for what percentage it controls to 60 to 75%. So it's definitely very well positioned, the company, to be number one in this emerging VR, AR market. Well, that market share does seem significant. And it also seems like we've been hearing about the metaverse a lot since that announcement late last year. What other companies uh, would be competing with Meta on this new frontier? So the first big one that comes to mind is Apple, which has reportedly been working on a mixed reality that's, you know, VR, AR mixed for years. We don't know exactly when Apple's going to release this hardware, if it will, even at all. But just the fact that it's rumored to be working on it is a formidable threat to Facebook because Apple is by far, you know, the world leader in manufacturing new innovative hardware devices. And if they do make a headset, it could be a mega hit. Microsoft is another company that's poised to compete, is already competing with Meta. It has its own HoloLens VR headset, and it's expanding VR into its Xbox video game empire. Microsoft also recently announced that it's acquiring Activision Blizzard, a huge game company, for nearly $69 billion. Sony is another big name that's already a player in the VR gaming world. And VR is already popular with those gamers who are used to playing Sony games or Activision Blizzard games. So there's reason to believe that these video game companies um, may be the central part of this metaverse, and they may be better suited in some ways than Facebook to hook in users. Google has also tried a number of VR attempts in the past, including the famous uh, now-retired Google Glass, which did not work out for them. But the market may be more ready for a new Google VR headset, and it's been reported that they're also working on one. So it sounds like Meta does have some competition from other big tech companies in the metaverse, and it definitely has a huge head start thanks to Oculus. And my understanding is that antitrust regulators have noticed this situation. What does the FTC have to say about Meta and its pretty obvious intentions to dominate the metaverse just like it dominated social media? 
Last month, Bloomberg reported that Meta was under investigation by the FTC and several states' attorneys general. They are looking into if Meta is doing any kind of anti-competitive business behavior and how they're going about in the VR market, VRAR market. And so they're actually interviewing and talking to these third-party software developers and hardware developers who may be making games for the Oculus platform or even competing with the Oculus headsets to see if there's anything shady going on here. And what they're trying to determine is whether Meta is using its market position to essentially squash that competition. Um, My colleague at Recode, Peter Kafka, reported in November that Meta was quietly buying up competitors in the metaverse space. It's made at least six VR, AR-related acquisitions in the past year. And that um, kind of strategy of acquiring a lot of these startups in a new emerging technology is the same strategy that Facebook used to help cement its dominance in social media when it bought up potential competitors like Instagram and WhatsApp before they became even bigger threats to the company. Those acquisitions, Instagram and WhatsApp, those caught the attention of the FTC, right? That's right. So, you know, initially uh, the FTC actually gave clearance to Facebook to go ahead and make the Instagram acquisition. They did an initial investigation, but cleared them. But now later in 2020, the agency did sue Facebook over this. And that lawsuit is, is still carrying over, has now been refiled and amended. And what it does is essentially accuse Facebook retroactively of crushing its rivals, including Instagram and WhatsApp, in large part by acquiring them before they became bigger threats. And that case is still ongoing. It's going to take a while to resolve, but it's clear that Facebook, now Meta, has some serious antitrust problems to deal with in the future. And these antitrust issues could affect its plans in the metaverse. How has Meta responded to these allegations and investigations? In the latest earnings report, Meta really emphasized the idea that competition's heating up. Meta is no longer secure in its future as the number one social media company in the world. TikTok has become this major competitor, you know, just very quickly. And it also says that Apple, Microsoft, Sony, and Google are serious competitors in the metaverse as well. Meta has also said that when it acquires these gaming companies or hardware developers in VR, AR, that it's not killing them or crushing them, that it's actually helping them grow, that it's putting more resources like engineering, talent, and marketing, and design into growing these companies in ways that they couldn't if they were just startups in a you know, VR, AR market that still kind of has a limited audience. So Shireen, in, you've been covering Meta, formerly known as Facebook, for a while now. In your opinion, do you think the company's actually in trouble or are they just in a, a tight spot that they can bounce back from considering how powerful they already are? I mean, Meta or formerly Facebook has gotten itself out of trouble many, many a time, oftentimes by just sort of uh, begging for forgiveness, right? But I think in this case, the combination of not just regulatory issues, but of Meta having real business issues in terms of it's worried it's losing its relevancy with users. Its social media market is slowing down. I think that compounded with this threat of regulation in this new space they're trying to desperately pivot into, that that could um, really risk being big trouble for the business, especially because it's in this vulnerable moment as a company where it needs to find the next new thing. Social media 1.0 is no longer the same uh, untapped market for growth that it used to be. Things are slowing down and the metaverse has to work out. 
So if the government does anything to break up or even just slow down Meta during this really critical time, it could be detrimental for the company. And in general, antitrust regulation is heating up and it's a concern for all the major big tech companies right now. So you say that the metaverse has to work out. And honestly, every time we talk about the metaverse on the show, I have the same question. Are people actually interested in this? Is there an appetite for the metaverse? Well, Mark Zuckerberg sure hopes so. But in all seriousness, I mean, VR and AR is the core technology of the metaverse right now. And it's very, very real. There is an estimated $30 billion market in VR, AR, hardware, software right now. And analysts predict that that market could grow at eight times its current size in the next five years. And just in the past you know, year, Oculus Quest sales are way up. The lower price point of this technology, I think that these VR headsets used to be a lot more expensive, and especially Meta has been lowering the entry point for consumers, and that's helping this become more mainstream. More people are getting these things as Christmas gifts or birthday presents. And it's not just Zuckerberg who's excited about the metaverse. There are other companies like Microsoft, companies like Apple and Google that are reportedly working on VR AR too. Now, whether they call it that or not, they're a part of the metaverse too. These other companies, even if they're not saying, you know, metaverse as a as a tagline, they are developing these VR AR technologies that support this kind of like new shift we may be seeing in, in tech. I will say, though, that out of all the other companies, Facebook is the only one that has made the metaverse an existential bet. It's pivoting the entire company's direction toward this concept. So if the metaverse doesn't work out and become mainstream and keep becoming more accessible and cheaper and widespread in terms of people using VR, AR technology, then Zuckerberg's company might continue to become less and less relevant. Shereen, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Today's episode was produced by John Ahrens and engineered by Christian Ayala. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.